Holla. Holla. I almost said hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm Sue Funk, and I'm, I'm here with Danielle from Raspberry Bravo. Sorry, I jumped in there real quick. I loved it. You were very on top of it today. You were like, I am Danielle from Brands of Bravo. <laughs> uh, Danielle, we are here to recap Roni season five, episode seven. Yeah. Um, where like this whole episode, I was kind of like, nothing's really happening. Nothing's really happening. And at the end, one of my favorite fights happened. So I was like, oh, actually, this was a yes. great episode. <laughs> yep, I agree. I agree. Um, that's exactly how I felt about this whole episode. Let's jump in then. Yeah. Uh, we pick back up in London where we had left off. Um, the ladies are hungover. And so yeah. he wants to shove her face in ice in a bidet. Yeah. That was pretty much the big crux of the scene. And everyone's like, I can't believe you did that. But then she also looks great after. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I really like don't even know what else happened while they were there in London. Oh, they went to play croquette. Like that was it. Yeah. And it was Carol versus Lu- Luann. So mm-hmm. like, this is basically where like Carol kind of hits a breaking point with Luann's one-upism and competitiveness. And so like it, the croquet game is kind of funny because um, Carol's like, I'm not a competitive person until you push me. And mm-hmm. then she like goes really hard into this croquet game. And uh, after a lot, like they're having lunch and like, Carol is talking about something and like Lou just keeps one-upping her about like school sports and she's like yeah I also played football and badminton and like she was just like Carol was just like naming everything to try and like get something that Lou hasn't done it's so annoying like I wonder we'll see at the reunion I'm sure or like Lou watching this back like does she see how annoying she is and how she was like part of me i'm like is she trying to relate to carol because it's a new friend to be like i did that too or it's definitely mostly one-upping i think it's one-upping i think that ramona's giddiness was right the other episode that like it kind of kills lou that like she's carol's a princess and she's a countess Mm -hmm. like i think lou really likes being what she thinks is the top of society of this group yeah yeah um one thing that comes up when they go out to drinks when they're in London is that uh, Carol makes a joke saying it's harder to write a book than push out a baby. And I just would like uh, to say, yeah. no, <laughs> <laughs> I might not have written a book, but I still stand by that sentiment that she is wrong. Even Luann is like, what the hell kind of joke is like, no. And Lou's like, I've done both, of course. Yeah. So, like, it was great. I was like, oh, Carol, you gave her such a good chance to, like, give you the best one up, though. Like, you can't really. That's not yeah. something to with. Um, there's Aviva and Ramona in New York, back in New York. They're complaining about the same things. I didn't really write anything. I was just like, Aviva and Ramona. Um, but it's. did you have anything else for London? That was basically all I had. No, nothing. It was like one of the most boring, forgettable trips I've ever seen on a housewife show. It's really interesting too, because I, I was thinking that when I was like, I don't remember them going to London. I can't wait to see them go out, but they didn't really go out because it was more of a work trip and they like stayed in. So like, yeah, really like hang out in the streets of London besides like, visiting carol's old house for like a hot second yeah no it was it was a strange trip maybe no one would let them film anywhere possibly 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, I say we just get to the main event because basically the majority of the episode was this um, the, party. the party. Right before the party, I will say that Carol meets up with Aviva just to like touch base and they meet up at a salon and basically Carol like kikis to Aviva like everything that happened in London, which we basically just went over, which was that Lou is a one-upper and Carol just keeps being like, this just stays here. This just yeah. stays in the salon. Which I was like, it, it feels like it's going to be foreshadowing already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> agree, agree. Um, so we get to the party. Mm-hmm. And Sony says she chose the singer, the flowers, the location. But you can just tell right off the bat, it's not good. It's it's not going to be good. No, it was interesting. So the spot was at the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm looked like it was street level and it looked like it was daytime it also looked like it was like a lobby yeah like like a lobby bar that you rent out wasn't like heartland brewery there for a while in the empire state building i feel like i went to that one if it was like maybe connected to it i feel like so I feel sure. like maybe this was before it turned into that or what mm-hmm. yeah so weird choice for such fancy people um and <laughs> the beginning of many weird choices <laughs> yeah yeah so then carol does uh go up to ramona and says she missed her in london which i'm just like you know what you're doing with that sentence carol it was such a like but like um heather says it too which i was like that was a lie yeah they didn't miss her at you all were lying stop trying to act like you stop trying trying to make R- ramona happen yeah all sitting around in london being like this is so much easier without her I know. <laughs> true, was, true. They had a whole dinner where they sat around and talked about that. Yeah. And then uh, Sonia tries to like introduce the singer and she brings Reed and Aviva on stage. And before the singer starts going and Aviva's walking down the stairs, she falls down the stairs. And the way that they capture the reaction shots of her tripping and falling on the stairs was yeah. that that was hilarious. Like the look of horror because everyone's like, did her peg leg give out like what what happened her prosthetic i know sorry i said that i watched this uh documentary last night with derek uh the saints of the saint of second chance um it's really good it's about baseball um and do you, you know like the it happened in 1979 like when everyone burned the disco records in chicago at a white Sox yeah. game it was about the guy whose idea it was to have that night um, in his life, his dad was Bob Veck, who um, owned the Cubs, uh, not the Cubs, the White Sox at the time. And he was huge in baseball. Anyway, the guy who owned the White Sox had a peg leg. That's why I said that they, they talked about it a bunch. Oh, and they kept calling it a peg leg? No, it literally was a peg leg. No, I'm not being facetious. He had a peg leg, did not have a prosthetic that looked like a foot. It was a straight up peg leg. Um, documentary was great, though. And the guy was just like, his name was Mike Vec and he was young and he had a, you know, it was all marketing ploys. So they had a night celebrating disco and his dad was always like, think opposite. So he's like, great, we'll have a night not celebrating disco. And like, he never thought that could happen. And obviously there was so much more to it that he was like a young person who didn't understand like the homophobia and the racism that was going into this hating on disco and all of that. And um, really just what happened to his career after and then how semi like it it was just it was really good i just finished the twin flame documentary i have to watch that that's on my to watch list i mean 
it's interesting and fucked up but i don't feel i, I liked that it was only three episodes mm-hmm. but it's basically like picture every other cult documentary that you've seen mm-hmm. picturing it more relationship-based and stalkery yeah yeah i could see that um the fact that anybody believes these two people makes me sad for people's states of being like the people the people who have escaped seem much healthier but they were definitely like it makes me just feel bad for people who like are just looking for something in their lives and then cults find them instead of like nice people i know it is i I always feel bad for those people because you know people laugh at them how could you fall for this how could you believe this you know i really try not to be like oh those idiots like because like really at the end of the day all they wanted was to be like loved and accepted Mm -hmm. which is basic human need yeah uh, and uh want for belonging and it's just very sad that somebody takes advantage of that so horribly yeah you know what else is sad this performance that we get from the band God. that Sonia brings in to segue so, back. This is the funniest because Sonia's just like, I, you know, thought so thoughtfully about who I was going to bring in. And when she's introducing them, even she's like, the songs that she sings, it's like she wrote them about Reed and Aviva. Yeah. So I thought this was going to be like a beautiful Adele type singer you know the outfit wasn't really giving that but i was like maybe i'll be surprised and the outfit was like a leather bustier type of thing yeah but i was like okay that's fine it's a performance outfit it's like barely even a stage (laughs) and she this is one of my worst nightmares what she does she sings to reed and aviva like bends down and like they're sitting and she's like on her knees singing up at them and like Lou's she's touching them yeah she's like is she gonna give them a lap dance like what is happening and she's singing this like weird song about basically get it on now it's like a terrible pop song (laughs) and the best is that uh sonia goes oh she's better when she's less produced she's overproduced and carol is like this is overproduced like i'm gonna i gotta find this and post this clip because this was horrible it's like and like, I don't know this singer. I didn't really look into her, but like her vocals, like the sound was also against her. Like it was very garbled. Good God. This was just so painful. And the funniest is that um, the refrain is like, let's do it or whatever. And Ramona was like, what's it? What are they going to do? What is it? And I was just like, Ramona. <laughs> also, Ramona says this vibe is very downtown and uh, Reed and Aviva are very uptown stuffy. Yeah. And then just when you think it can't get worse, she goes into a second song and brings out two dancers. And two it is a sexy song. The lyrics are literally has the line, do your thing. You're a bad girl. Um, yes, that's and- the thing she keeps saying. You're a bad girl. <laughs> just like, what do with Aviva? <laughs> It was horrible. It was literally, I was cringing on the inside. Uh, So was Aviva. She says, I put on a polite smile, but that band was a train wreck. Everyone just, their look was like, it it felt like someone hired like Sheena to like (laughs) perform. And like, I I don't know. I can't imagine this girl has made it because. Still more innocence and good as gold than what that woman was singing. True. But the same level of delusion, it feels like. 
Then we go to more cringe because Reed and Aviva get up on stage to do a speech as it is their five-year anniversary. And I missed the part. Did you hear the part with Reed and Carol helping with his speech or something? I missed that part. That was part of the salon where um, she was like, oh, I helped Reed with his speech. And like, it was very nice of him to reach out or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a quick throwaway line. And so I guess Carol says something about it again at the party. I think so. No, it was at the party. I was confused on that. Who brings it up? But um, Aviva then gives a very cute speech that she wrote that was really sweet. Yeah, though it was a poem, which reminded me of like a bat mitzvah candle, but it was still very sweet. <laughs> a little less cringe than the musician, but still a little bit of cringe in there. Um, And then she gives him the ring. She's like, he's finally got a ring. Uh, ring didn't mean a thing. <laughs> think that better than Kim Zolz. Yeah. If we're gonna talk about rings and housewives, you know, I'm gonna think of that. Um. Um. So then we've got uh, pretty much that's like the bulk of the party, and then we've got like just like the after party, not like the after party, but like that's like the business of the party, and now it's time to like mingle and have drinks and eat and like, well, not eat because it doesn't <laughs> seem like there's any food. Um, I forget who uh, points it out, but they say there's a cake, but no plates or forks. And so I didn't see Heather, a single past order of nothing. Heather tells us that like when they were in London, Sonia was talking about this, all the planning that she was doing. And she's like, for someone who talks all about these foods and these hors d'oeuvres, I don't even, they're, all I see is a cake. And Ramona pointed out that there was only, pla- there was no plates or forks or knives to eat anything anyway. Yeah. And like, is that on Sonia? What package did she sign with these people in the Empire Room that like it didn't come with food or plates or forks? Yeah. Did she have to bring an outside caterer but she only like ordered a cake and nothing else? I don't that's, know, but that's it was interesting. Uh, so then Mario comes up to talk to Heather and Heather introduces Mario to her husband. Yes. And of course, Heather is like, I would introduce my husband, but I can't even get a word in with like her smile, which like Mario's like, no, 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 you're going to go introduce your husband to Ramona right now. And basically they go over and Ro just, Ramona does not want to talk to Heather at all. I thought it was interesting that it was the first time that Heather's husband had met Sonia as well. I don't think I noticed that. Yeah, that was in the beginning of the party, I think. But so Ramona's husband, Mario, and uh, Heather's husband are kind of just like sitting around talking and they the ladies leave them. And this is when they just start their fight. Mm-hmm. And the fight is basically Heather being like, hey, I see that you're ignoring me still. <laughs> like, And Ramona's like, you're phony. You're phony. Yeah, well, first Ramona doesn't want to get into it. And then Heather's like, no, bring it. And then, like, why we ever, I mean, I always knew Ramona was a horrible, most likely probably racist person. But then she says in her little, like, interview, she says that when Heather says bring it, are we living on 150th Street when Heather says bring it? Like, bring it, girl, and does this impersonation. And it's just another, another, like, oh, yeah. None of this is surprising what's come out about Ramona. Yes. She very much is like just the worst. 
but uh it's kind of amazing because Ramona is trying to not like engage in this fight and so she walks away and Heather is basically like no I'm gonna keep following her because I know it annoys her yeah she's trolling her (laughs) yeah like literally in person trolling Ramona and it's kind of great because like the party's kind of like cyclical (laughs) circular there we go (laughs) goodness it's um, circular and like you just kind of see them like like Ramona trying to move and Heather then trying to like get in and keep talking and like Heather's trying to offer her wine and Ramona won't do it and then Ramona excuses herself to get wine and Heather's like well I thought you didn't want wine let me help you get it then and like it is just wonderfully childish and at one point during the cycle um Ramona goes to Mario obviously to complain and Mario's like I'm getting along really well with Heather's husband we're gonna go to the Berkshires and she's like not after the conversation I just had definitely not um with their like fight as well Ramona says to her just because you smile doesn't mean you're nice and I do like that because I feel like Heather does say a lot of like you talk too much, but like while smiling to mean it, like uh, not bitch, but like you're being a bitch. Yeah. Um, you're just smiling through it. Yeah. No, that is very true. Yeah. It was a good read by, by Ramona on that. Um, also, I don't know if you caught it, but Heather at one point says that she needs vodka because the wine is horrible. I'm pretty sure Ramona supplied the wine. Oh, she definitely did yeah. because it's brought up like three different times. Um, I love that Heather's just like, this wine's undrinkable. (laughs) Well, that happened during a a mini, like, little snippet that they did, which was, like, fine that they do these, like, one-clip things, but then I got to watch another ad on Peacock, and that's really annoying. Yeah. Um, But the point they're created, they're literally called DVR trips. I know. I don't like them. They're annoying. Um, Because the fire alarm was going off. So while the fire alarm was going off, Heather's ordering a drink. Sonia's talking to Aviva about how she loves firemen and they're about to have a fireman party, but Aviva is having a panic attack that the building's on fire and would like to leave. (laughs) Yeah, I felt for Aviva, this definitely wasn't an Aviva party. And like, well, I don't think they're necessarily stuffy. I definitely don't think that they were ready for a Sonia Rita party. Agree. Shows even more that the... um, producers were like you should have sonia throw your party aviva (laughs) yeah (laughs) agree what could Uh, what were you gonna say i said what could go wrong oh yeah everything everything went wrong everything goes wrong uh and then what was also interesting in the heather ramona fight is that ramona is claiming heather talked about her behind her back yes but what Heather talked about was just like talking about the situation. That's not, she didn't say bad things about Ramona. She just was like, we don't get along. And this is what happened. And Ramona's like, that's talking behind my back. And I very much disagree with that. Not only do I disagree with that, like Heather even says, I said that to your face. Yeah. I told you this so many times that you don't get along with me. And now because I talk about it with our friends, suddenly I'm talking about you behind your back. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's very confusing. Um, it 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 doesn't make any sense, and I guess the saga of those two will just will just continue because nothing was resolved whatsoever. No, it definitely wasn't. And at one point during the cyclical, that's what I was looking for. Cyclical 
uh, argument of them just circling the uh, restaurant, uh, Ramona runs into Luann and is like, I would rather be fighting with you because at least you're not phony. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How to take that. <laughs> um, Jacques is also with Lou at the party um, and they just look cute. That's my only other note that I had. Yeah, that's that's about it. Next week, though, uh, Aviva plans a trip to Florida, which is ironic because I thought she didn't fly. Maybe they drive to Florida? No, she will. She just, like, needs Reed with her, I think. So they're supposed to go to Florida so that she can set Sonia up with the perfect guy, dot, 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 her father. So that's going to be another crazy episode, I think, that yeah. like, we're gearing up toward, and I'm very excited for that. I can't imagine like not knowing that I already know what Aviva's father is like, and what it was, I don't remember what it was like to watch for the first time. Yeah, I just feel like, and I, I know that he says something really awful. I don't know if it's this season or the season after, or just continuously, but I know I'm going to be shocked that it's even worse than I remember. I feel like. Oh gosh. I'm, I'm very, scared. <laughs> I'm excited. I think it's no, going to be so crazy. Yeah. Agree. And, but yeah, that was the episode. I, I know. It's, it was a very short one. It's well, it's a quick one for a holiday week, you know? Yeah. Um, if you could have Thanksgiving at any housewife's house. Who would you be, go to and why? Ooh, anyone? Any of them. Oh, because I have to take into like who would have good food too. You know, I think I'd like to have Thanksgiving with Dolores and her family. Ooh, that's a good one. It's not about the aesthetic. I'm thinking food only and fun and like family vibe. And I'm going to go Dolores. I feel like I would... I'm going to say Lisa Vanderpump. Not a bad one. Because there's going to be adorable animals. You're going to go to this gorgeous house. There's probably going to be some sort of ridiculous guest there. Because they like know all sorts of random people. Yeah. The food will probably be pretty good. Mm-hmm. At least get a past goat cheese ball. You know, there's a chance one of the VPR gang is going to roll in or something. Like... Also, I'm fascinated in Pandy's marriage because of the rumor that her husband originally slept with Kristen. Probably did. Yeah. And that like he's a philanderer, which I hope is not true because I love Pandy. But yeah, I hope he's not a philanderer, but he probably slept with Kristen. I just feel like it's one of those holidays where I wouldn't be part of the drama, but I could watch the drama and it wouldn't be too like horrifying because I'm Mm -hmm. not I don't have a pony in that race yeah like i could see a mini pony agree no it's a good pick it's a good pick all right well i think that is our episode i hope everyone has a great thanksgiving yeah and And we love you and we'll be back after the holiday holiday. and uh thanks everybody stay tuned for more like subscribe tell us what you want to see more of yeah all right we love you bye Woo.